Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. We just again wanted to welcome all of our listeners for tuning in. Um, this podcast would not be what it is without you. And so, again, thank you. Um, Peter and I wanted to continue from our last um, episode on choosing to follow the rules. And this episode is part two, choosing to follow the rules, part two. Uh, we've had uh, several people uh, sort of comment and ask questions or even share their opinion regarding what rules were like for them in their um, childhood and their adulthood and just in life. And so um, the question that um, came up too was while you do for myself, while you like to follow the rules, when is it okay not to follow the rules? When did you feel like, when do you ever feel like it's okay to break the rules? Um, and so, uh, Pete, I don't know if you want to jump in before I say something or do you want me to just. You can go ahead. <laughs> so, um, I thought about the situation, for example, um, that's happening now. Well, what happened in, in Texas? And I think that um, for me, when it's life or death, mm-hmm. I think that it's important where if the rules are not in my favor and my life is on the line or the life of a loved one's on the line, it's important to, I'm just going to be honest, and break the rules to do whatever I can. Um, to be safe, mm-hmm. for the loved ones to be safe, for anyone in that in that sense. Um, and I don't think that when you look at a situation and realize that, hey, um, the outcome isn't going to be the best, mm-hmm. I think that's when it's important to uh, act rather than wait and say, well, because these are what the rules are, I'm going to follow it. And so... I know Pete mentioned this earlier too um, in our last episode with children um, having the opportunity to ask why, and I thought to myself for a little bit after we, you know, after we recorded our last episode, uh, many children or many adults who were children at once, um, they have felt or they had the, you know, they they felt the need to break the rules or to rebel because they were not given a choice or an option to ask why. Mm-hmm. And you find that whether it's at home, at school, and so it follows them till they get older mm-hmm. to the point where even if someone asks them to do something, but they're not okay with it, mm-hmm. even if it's right, mm-hmm. they would decide to say, I'm not going to do it because yeah. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like I need to do it. Mm-hmm. And even if it may not, <laughs> even if the outcome may not be the best because they feel like it's the best for them, they would then do it. And so it just brought me back to the thought of Pete with so many individuals, when it comes to rules, they choose what works for them or they make their own rules within the rules that has already been created because they feel as if now I'm in control. Oftentimes many people and to our listeners, that can be you, anyone that's listening right now that feels as if they have to rebel or they felt like they had that spirit of a rebellion for a little bit of time, you felt as if you had no control. And so when you have no control and now the control now is presented to you 
or you feel as if now I have the opportunity to control the situation, you do it in all aspects of life. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's almost like from one extreme to the next. Yeah. So it's not a balance. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't know if that makes sense to you, Pete. So if you want to just chime in a little bit on what I share. Yeah. <clears throat> First, the, when you mentioned, uh, you know, life or death situation, I mean, you know, some people would argue that you still shouldn't break the rules. You should accept fate as it comes, mm. right? Uh, and, um, first thing that, that, that came up sometime um, when, we, when we're talking about this topic is um, that movie with Denzel Washington. Um, the name will pop will come up, but his son was sick, and he wanted John Q. John Q. Yes, mm-hmm. he his son was sick, mm-hmm. and he wanted to save his son's life by any means necessary. To the point that he pulled a gun on uh, um, hospital staff members to force them to implant his heart into his kid after he shoots himself. And, and the, the doctor is like, you know what? If he's gonna go through this length to do this, fine, I'll do the surgery. Mm-hmm. But he broke the rules by holding them hostage. He uh, he basically uh, you know forced, even shot someone. You know, he, you know, ruffle of a couple of people. But the thing is, to him, he was doing the right thing by his son. Mm-hmm. Although he was breaking the, the rules of the country, the state, the hospital, where you're not supposed to carry a gun inside unless you're a security officer mm-hmm. or you've been permitted to do so. You cannot or you should not. He broke all these rules because he wanted to be right by his son. Mm-hmm. Now, his son's situation was a life or death situation. Again, insurance had failed him. Mm. He tried to raise the money. He did everything he could, but yet it wasn't enough. Mm. He broke the rules. Should he then accept that his son should die? Mm-hmm. So, so here's a question. Like, we're talking about parents, right? Yes. Yeah. He, you know, he wanted to save his son. Mm-hmm. And he did whatever he wanted. So for, you know, uh, children... Um, being raised at home, um, is it okay? Or when is when is it ever okay? If there is a time, when is it okay for children to break the rules? <laughs> I know it's a tough one, but the thing is, I don't think there's a time for anyone to break the rules. Okay, it's usually instinct just kicks in when you feel it's necessary. You do it. Now you say if somebody's life is in danger, but who's to say? Who's to say this is when you should do it? Other people who either never faced that something like that before or never, you know, doesn't see it the same way as you might not feel the same way. I love my grandparents, but my, my grandmother died at 96. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I loved her, I was not, my heart wasn't as broken as uh, another cousin I have that was six years old. He died. You see what I'm saying? So who's to say when, which one is an emergency? Some people love their grandparents uh, enough to say, you know, they will go through mountains, mm-hmm. you know, to to make sure they stay alive. Yeah. Even if that person lived their own life. That's their priority. That's their connection. While me, I, I mean, it's not to say I wouldn't do everything I can for my grandparent, but at 96, there are certain issues that come with age. Mm. If she wants to go with, uh, with dignity, I'm not going to push it force her to get certain treatments and this and that just because I want her around. That's I would feel like that's a little selfish of me. 
but other people don't see it that way. Some yeah. people, I've seen people in the hospital who's pushing the doctors to do whatever they can to keep their 100 and something year old grandpa, great grandparents alive. Should mm-hmm. they, you know, if they pull out a gun on the person, is that okay? Because somebody's life is definitely on the line. The thing is, I don't think there's a time when you should, but the people who does it, it's, I guess, you know, like you were saying, the thing they grew up with, you know, stand up for you, what you believe in. Yeah, stand up for your rights. Yeah, yeah. yeah what you believe but in. to what end, right? At, 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 at how far can you get? How far can you go for it to say, okay, yeah, I'm still in the right? Mm-hmm. So my next question, mm-hmm. to piggyback what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So is breaking the rules, well, we, we talk, so... Can someone, because oftentimes people will try to do this, can you ju- can, can they justify that breaking the rules are right? I think some people can. Mm-hmm. It's no excuse to break the rules, but justification, I mean, just like, you know, you go to court and you, 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 you know, you, even if you broke the rules, you have a lawyer. They couldn't justify why they did it, but they, the, their reason is I get to walk the street because I had a good lawyer. Johnny Cochran was on my side, therefore, I'm good to go. They didn't find me guilty. These 12 people didn't find me guilty. Now, whether I did it, it doesn't matter at this point. Mm -hmm. But we all know, even if they had witnesses who saw it happen, but if they couldn't prove it Mm -hmm. in the court of law, it didn't happen. Yeah. So with rules in a home, do you think that rules have been set up by parents or guardians due to their own experience their own experience and their own fear so rules then for some is a form of fear yes and it could be a fear of what what would be a good example of a fear of why rules are created in a home i can give you a good example with that my parents Mm -hmm. my parents had this fear that um, boys should not uh, break their hair Mm-hmm. Right, some people say it's cultural. Others, but for my parents, it was fear, because they watched the news a lot, and most people around their time that was arrested or killed had braided hair, so they just took that and said that must be the reason. Even if in their hearts they knew that wasn't it, but they tie it together. But they tie it together. Blame it on the, and blame it on that. Now, what I've always liked about my parents is that if you sit them down and explain things to them, then they're somewhat open mm. to see what it brings in this country. Because I th- and I that's why, especially my dad, he's very big on education, and if you can explain to him why this is okay, at least now, mm-hmm. or is it why it's okay for me to do it. He'll have an open mind, mm-hmm. you know. It doesn't happen all the time, but he'll have an open mind and try to see it your way. My mother hated rap, but she never knew why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until one day, I set her down on a song I was listening to, and I broke it down for her, and she got it. She's like, "That's not so bad." But when she when she heard it from someone who said this, who said that. And it was tied with uh, cursing and all that stuff. No, they're, no they're, they're all curse. No. Some have good pieces of information, very nice literature they put in a song or music, poetry, and rap, 
And then if you listen to it, you can actually learn something from it. Yeah. But once they tie that fear yeah. or, the, the, or the, the issues that came with it or the, 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 the bad rep that comes with it, they sort of created a rule, my kids will never do that until their kid has a question, why? Yeah. Yeah. You can't explain it to me because you said so doesn't fly anymore. Mm -hmm. So how do we get, so when we sit down and really explain it, then you know, you sort of, so that's why I think certain rules can be revenge. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back to the whole gun thing we talked about in the last episode, but yeah. same thing, you know, back then they make it because of safety and, they, you know, they had fear of this and that being yeah. invaded in their home and all that stuff. But now it's getting out of control and so much, so many people, much younger uh, people who are unable to maintain them or getting them and the ones that call assault, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's a reason the things call that, but yet for some reason, mm -hmm. a civilian is able to purchase it without an issue because the law says I could. Yeah, yeah. The rules says I can do it, therefore I should or must, whether or not I can handle that type of responsibility. I like you said that because when I, when you, when you mentioned your experience with, 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 with mom and dad, and I know for me it's funny because my experience with, with mom is that she never liked you being out. If it's eight o'clock, mm. it's too late. Why are you out? But I never thought, I was like, you know, mom, I'm, I'll be home soon. And she will not sleep mm -hmm. until you get home. And like you said, it must have been something that she was raised with mm -hmm. at a young age of fear. Yeah. And it's almost passed down to you. And I think you know, another thing that came to mind is religion. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why many people don't accept religion or uh, attending church, because for some, they teach you the fear more than love. If you yes. don't do this, mm -hmm. you are going to, yeah. you know, if you don't do this, so many people have the connotation. Again, if you were raised in a home where there was rules, and now when you mentioned that, which is so key, where rules were created due to fear, now as you get older, you want to rebel, and then now you want, in turn want to accept a new mm -hmm. um, understanding of life, and let's say it's religion, and you go in and... You're, you know, you're inviting, you're, 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 you're listening to the information, but you're turned off because you hear something mm -hmm. that triggers. Mm -hmm. If you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And it will take you back to your childhood. It's a lifetime PTSD. <laughs> so, as you said, oftentimes, people who decide to go against could also suffer from PTSD mm -hmm. because of the fear that they felt or the fear of... Um, hurting their parents or whatever it is, mm -hmm. but it comes back to fear. Exactly. The question I have then, Pete, is how can parents, adults, um, adults that were, you know, children once, and um, they have been, um, uh, I don't say wounded, but they were affected by rules mm -hmm. that they felt as if was a little bit of a burden or a headache, and they've grown to be resentful of certain situations. And um, what are some things that these individuals or even parents raising children uh, who, may, who may have created rules because of fears that have been introduced to them at a young age mm -hmm. and they, they, were never, you know, they were never able to shake or even question why these rules were. Mm -hmm. 
in, put in place, what are some things that these individuals can do moving forward? Because I know we have, again, listeners that have, you know, that are parents. Um, they may have uh, young children, teenagers, adults, you know, children that are adults. What are some things that can be put in place? Because I always say, you know, it's important to talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, being able to explain, like you said, you're able to explain to your parents, this is why we do this, this, this is why we listen to this music. So would it be important for uh, parents, who, even student, you know, adults who have resentment towards those rules, mm-hmm. would it be wise, and I guess it's like a two, three, four question, would it be wise for them to go back, talk to their parents or guardians as far as how they felt? Mm-hmm. And how it's affected them, mm-hmm. and why was it that these rules were created? Was it out of fear, or was it something else? Mm-hmm. Or two, parents now that are raising children or teenagers, what are some things that they can implement, making sure that the rules that are in place, or the rules that they've chosen to put in place, is one that would be directed to helping, and is one that's not of fear? Mm-hmm. Or even parents that are listening. If your rules that you've created is out of fear, what can be done so that this is not passed down to the next generation and the next generation and so on and so forth? I know it's a lot, but... Okay, so a couple of things. So first first thing first, if you already feel that you created rules out of fear or you follow certain rules out of fear, you've already made the first step by identifying the issue. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, if you do have the opportunity to speak to your parents, because that's the opportunity because some people's parents might not be alive yeah. for them to actually confront them about it. Yeah. So if you do have that opportunity, it would be wise. It doesn't have to be an argument. It doesn't have to be a fight. You yeah. can just let them know, this is how it felt, and I would not like to do that to my own children. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you then realize, okay, there's a, re- there's a, there's a good chance I may have created this rule because of what my parents did and what they have suffered or so the thing is they implemented it on me which didn't help because I felt you know I felt differently about it and now I still put it in place for my own kids I'd say keep an open mind open your mind to not only talk to your kids about it allow them to ask questions because kids would see things differently just like you saw it differently but you still have to follow it or you felt like you had to yeah, yeah. and you did but now it's somewhat crippled you to make, to transfer that same fear to the next generation. Mm. So if you if if you keep an open mind and actually hear the questions that the other people have, whether it's your kids or other children that you work with, mm-hmm. have then you'll be able to at least somewhat realize, okay, yeah, maybe that didn't make much sense, or mm. maybe that wasn't fair, or maybe you know the you know that generation they have dealt with it, but this one is not. They have different issues. Yeah. Because you cannot take one rule and go across the board and say this is forever. Mm. It it never works that way. You know my my parents grew up in the fifties, sixties, seventies. Yeah, they 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 had to deal with different things that I had to grow up. I had to deal with in the in the in the eighties, nineties, and two thousand. Same thing for the next generation. Yeah. If we don't communicate, again, it's a cliche, communication is key, but if we don't communicate this information, we don't communicate these feelings, then it becomes a crutch for the next generation before it even begins. Yeah. So rather than say, do as I say, sit down and discuss. And eat. This is why. And now the thing is, maybe your, your kid will be wiser to deal with certain things 
differently from when the way you would have or your parents would have dealt with it. So I'm glad you brought that up because now that we're talking about rules, it makes me look back and say, you know, even when following the rules, is it out of fear? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> me following the rules. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we know there's a consequence if we don't. So, so following the rules isn't necessarily saying because I agree, but because I'm, I'm afraid of something. Or you were taught to be afraid of something that you've never experienced. Does that make sense? You're afraid yeah. to you you're afraid because you were taught this, mm-hmm. even though, as you said, this could have been something that has you know they felt in the fifties, sixties, seventies. It's not affecting me now, but because they said it, it was never explained why. It was just you just do this, and if you don't do it, X, Y, Z, and so you then are moved in a way where any rule, really, that is placed, um, whether it's at work, wherever it may be, um, if you don't follow these rules, you now move in a sense of fear, but not really saying, well, why? Exactly. And not, or not questioning, well, why do we do this? Mm-hmm. Which then can cause um, a lack of understanding, mm-hmm. ignorance, mm-hmm. of not knowing why this is, you just follow just to follow. And so that, what that does too for me, it, makes, it questions me as a parent, looking at some of the things that are implemented mm-hmm. instructions right because mm-hmm. that's what rules should be some form of instruction but oftentimes rules aren't presented that way mm-hmm. rules are this is what i say and that's it point blank it's like a uh it's like a seal yeah but when you think about it as you shared it it should be rules should be some form of understanding rather than it being something where it's just yeah forced. that goes with the time and the situation makes sense there's a comedian, his name is John Mulaney, and he told a joke, but very, but the joke is very fitting for this topic. He said when he was younger, mm-hmm. based on the type of TV he used to be watching, he thought it was going to be a bigger problem to deal with quicksand, quicksand, because a lot of the TV shows, cartoons, that was one of the biggest problems. You walk, suddenly walk and all of a sudden you stop and then you start going down and you can't come up. Mm-hmm. But as he grows older, his life situation doesn't necessarily say there's much quicksand around. Yeah. He has never had to deal with that. <laughs> but let's assume that that was one of his parents' fears and say, okay, you have to be careful for quicksand because you know these things can kill you. So he has that fear, even if he never introduced it, the second he has a kid, he's gonna tell them, be careful of quicksand, even if he never had to deal with it. Yeah. But that's the fear that was instilled that's in him. Yeah, yeah. in him. So now he's transferring it. Yeah. Now that kid, if he knows, if, if he's in a different generation that questions everything, mm-hmm. he's like, quicksand, what are you talking about? <laughs> Did you ever have to deal with that? You know, so when you start asking all these questions, but you have no evidence, no no real proof that it actually can be a thing. Now, now even if it happened once in a blue moon mm-hmm. or a certain t- part of the world, yes, it was never here. Mm. Why that big fear to make me unable to walk down the street because quicksand mm. might be a problem? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so yeah, it should be a like rules should be able to uh, to be. So it should be somewhat flexible okay. in some situations yes. so it can be adjusted to the time. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I will definitely tell children or young people these days to not play with guns. 
because that's a problem that's affecting this current uh, in this current generation. Yeah, yeah. Young people are dying all the time. People are dealing with this. And like back then, it was believed that if you if you're a black person, you stop by the cops. You have to keep your head down and do certain things. These days, even if it happens, what does you know the same outcome still come to play? So what do you do then? So you you, you have to keep revamping the rules, whether it's a house rule or the the rules of the land. You still have to somewhat try to adjust to it. Yeah. Slavery was was a rule. Yeah, it's okay to have slavery. And then somebody said, "No, nah, it's not cool," and then we change it. Now, even if somebody still wants to go back to that, some people still wants to go back to that. But the rule now is there's none. Yeah. Although it still doesn't take away the mindset, but you said it, exactly true. the mindset keeps transferring. Yeah, it's like the fact that you said too. It's 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 a form of understanding, and and, 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 and when when rules are implemented, it should be in a way where um, you should you should you should have a platform to where it can be you know where you can share why these rules are in place, mm-hmm. rather than just saying these are the rules and that's it but being able to explain why this is implemented mm-hmm. and at least for those that may question because you're going to have a group there may be some mm-hmm. like me that may say okay no problem but then you may have some that also say well why are we doing this mm-hmm. but being able to explain to whoever it is where did it stem from why we're doing this mm-hmm. so that they can understand it better mm-hmm. rather than questioning the mind we're doing this and I don't know why we're doing it, but I'm just doing it because you said so. Mm-hmm. And that causes many to have that, mm-hmm. that that desire to want to fight back and want to go against the grain because to me, I feel like I should have a right and I shouldn't have to just do this just because. Mm-hmm. I should have an explanation. It should be explained to me why. And um, I think that's key. That's important. The, 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 what I find uh, with me, and that is true for a lot of people, is that the lessons that stays with us and teaches us more are the ones that come with the stories. Mm. Um, uh, when my dad sit there and he would talk forever, and sometimes I would think this guy, you know, he's not going to stop talking because he has a long story to tie with any type of lesson he's trying to teach us. But those are the ones I remember the, mm. the more clearly as I go on in life. Um, even when I do lectures, I try to tie my lessons, my lectures to, uh, to a current event or my own experiences. Mm-hmm. These are the ones the students never forget. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, if we are not sitting there and talking to the, to the kids and you're not tell, talking to, to those people you work with, the people you're trying to teach, you're not really expanding the conversation beyond I because I said so. That will never stick. They're just going to question that little piece because everything out of context makes no sense to the current times. That's right. Okay? It's just, to them, it's just a piece of information when you can tell them the whole story as to how that came about. That's right. Either it can become a discussion and say, okay, yeah. Because once you talk things out, it reveals more information than you can think of. And then, you know, because of the back and forth, two people discussing things, you get in line and oh yeah maybe it wasn't right for me to say you cannot step out the door just be careful because we live close to the street mm. it's how the word how it's worded how it's worded don't leave the house why you can get hit by a car but 
we have a long driver. Why can't I just at least take a walk to the front yard? You see what I mean? So if we're not discussing these things, we just want to set the rules, the last piece of the rules. Now, the thing is, Americans have the right to bear arms. They never explain why. If you do more research, you figure out, yeah, different things that may have happened. And they say, okay, yes, they authorized you to carry the arm. But you have to be careful when it comes to certain things because it can be very dangerous if you have it. That would be more understanding for a lot of people. Yeah. But a lot of people just go to the shop. I have It's my right. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I can get it. Mm -hmm. Period. It doesn't matter what else and what consequences, what the issues are. I have the right. Therefore, I should do it. Mm -hmm. And as soon as people start telling you it's their right, you know that person is not fit to, to do it. <laughs> and so that's important even for parents who are dealing with children even now that have that same mentality. So at the end of the day, mm -hmm. um, in regards to, um, I guess I, I look at it as picking your, picking your battles because it's, it's well, you know, th that's why I said, you know, there's no real time to say, okay, I'm going to break the rules today. I'm going to break the rules there. The thing is it, circumstantial. Yeah. You know, so if the if if you if I, you might not have uh, um, you might not have any thoughts about fighting today, mm -hmm. but then you go to work, a fight broke out, and you had to jump in, or it was with you, you didn't have to fight. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. see what I mean. So now the fight could end either way, but you you know you were not meant to do it today. It was not something that you plan on doing today but the circumstances arose and you you sort of had to do it so that the idea is is it it's good to follow the rules but it's also good to question them sometimes because sometimes they don't fit the reality of the all current time so you want to make sure that you are not necessarily breaking the rules but you are somewhat understanding of why you're following the rules and why it's in place in place why is it put in place? Because if we don't know, it's easier to then break the rules. So that's why you said it's not only important in parent-child relationship, but even adults. Of course, because um, that, that kids, personal relations with, mm -hmm. with the, you know an opposite or your significant other, because it's so important. Why these rules? Exactly. You, if you have a household, you put certain rules in in place. It could be out of fear. It could be because, you know, one per, one of you may have gone through it and you feel sympathetic towards that person and you both say, okay, let's put these rules into play so that our kid isn't a victim of what we're a victim of. But not realizing they may be a victim of other things. Mm. <laughs> so how do they then deal with that? Because, again, this rule may not apply for that situation. Mm. In some cases, because... They don't. They didn't have the opportunity to open up and question certain things. They are when they when they're told to do just do this and just that. If you, when you tell your kids you don't talk back to 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 parents or to adults, even if they have something to say to help the mm -hmm. situation, they just keep it to themselves mm -hmm. because they were told not to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so that's true. So some of these rules backfire too. Again, the gun situation. It backfires all the time, and it, it, it's just it's a little hard to say which one should and which one shouldn't. But having an open mind and, and realizing, you know, how to follow your own rules, because when people make their own rules, they tend to stick with it more. Mm -hmm. Okay, if I say I'm not gonna smoke, nothing will push me to smoke. 
because that's my rule. I don't want to break. Now, yeah. Of course, some people break their own rules. They're insensitive with their own self. That's them. Mm -hmm. But the idea is if you put it in place for yourself, you should be able to follow it. Yeah. You don't want to make yourself a promise that you don't. You can't keep. You know, the whole um, uh, every year resolution situation we talked about before. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, that's the rule we put in place and break constantly. But the idea is, yeah, following the rules is good. But understanding the rules is even more important, more important. because right. you'll know if you break them, why you're breaking them. Because if you can justify why certain rules are broken, someone's life is in danger or your life is in danger. You know, I, I don't want to say you can do it again, break the rules, but you will know instantly what wow. to do if you've already put your rules into place and understand the rules. Makes sense. That makes sense. But anything you want to say to our listeners no, before we go? Choosing to follow the rules. Um, as we stated, it's something that we all have to take into consideration. Why is it that we follow the rules that we have? Um, why do we implement some of the rules that we've created? And if we have done so, are we explaining or are we just dictating mm -hmm. and saying this is what it is? Yeah. So I implore everyone that's listening tonight, that's listening during this um, episode, to take the time to ask yourself the rules that have been placed um, is it helpful or hurtful mm -hmm. and I hope that you have the opportunity to also go back to, to loved ones mm -hmm. um, and even yourselves and there's any change that needs to be made or question that you do that before it's too late exactly I mean there's nothing else to say I and mean, hopefully everybody really understood and we answered some of the questions that were asked and hopefully you know people will have more understanding about the rules just remember I am remarkably made you are remarkably made, we're all remarkably made, and therefore it's worth living.